Pusik Aleph. Vishaftu ani vu ere eswashikim Rashenase tachas hashomesh. Vihinai dim as hu ashikim. Vu einlehem menachim. Imiyad oshkayim koyach. Vu einlehem menachim. Zuk drasha. Vishaftu ani vu ere. Beriach hakoidish. This is Pairik Dalit Pusik Aleph. Es kolu ashikim hanasim ashikim begehenim bemasim. Ashenasim tachas hashemesh tachas chalifeyu shal toire. Vehinai dimmesu ashikim boichim al nafshoisomu ashikis biyad malachai mashchis va achzurim. Vehaini oime oivrai baime kabuchu mayen yushisi. Rashi zokt as Shloima Melech is looking into the world of the perpetrators. On this world, they were causing pain to others. On that world, he's watching the eternal pain going on and on and on. Und sei steien unter eime kabocho und das tiefenisch fingewein maien yeshesi es gießt von seine eugen treren. Imiyad oshkayem koyach the perpetrators will be have internal uh, um, I want to give I want to give another two kiddos very important kiddos the even as result Shloyma Melech sees a world where there are thieves and there are those that are being thieved. And those that are losing out are crying, but nobody's coming to help them. He almost sees an America of 2023. The business geschäft. He cannot defend himself because then the government will handcuff him for defending himself. All he can do is watch a lifetime of work it's a very delicate Indian. You have to be very careful when you talk about it. So I read no Remise Kitsas. I spoke, unfortunately, I mean, I thought unfortunate for me, unfortunate for him. A perpetrator of many crimes came over to my house and he told me he wants to talk to me. Unfortunately, Chasidish Ingeman, but sadly, a level of temptation that he cannot overcome. Been to jail, been in wards, been on medication, he went through everything. And he was explaining me the pain of the perpetrator. Every single second of his life, he doesn't want to do what he's doing. He feels almost obsessed by an outside monster forcing him to do it, and he knows the consequences of his actions is humiliation, shame, jail, loss of everything, loss of family. He lost everything in his life because of the things that he does. And maybe Shlaim HaMelech is also shedding a tear for him because every crime has multiple victims. And often enough, the perpetrator is a victim of his own monster. And this is something that we have to understand. As much as he is the monster of his victim, he's unfortunately obsessed inside by something that's urging him to do, and while he does it, he's so in pain, knowing the price he's going to pay for the crime he's doing. And this is maybe another level of pain, because it in the Gehenna every second of his life. 
Oivrim ba'ayme kabuchu ma'ayin yishasiyi. In this kind of world, Shlomo Melech walks out and he doesn't know anymore Vizan Hatz or Zan. The victim is Sibrachim, the perpetrator is Sibrachim. Everyone in the world is just broken. The whole world is just Tzishasen and Tiflikt. At this point, he turns and he says, I feel better for the dead that are in the ground and they don't have to struggle anymore. With their daily struggles, from those that are still alive now. It seems that those that are dead finally have met the end of the struggle. Down there, stress, pain, angst, struggle is all ended. So he says there's a mal to be no longer here on the world over those that are still here. Unbelievable. He walks down McDonald Avenue, he sees all those graves, and he reads the names, Yankov ben Sure, Malke Basina. He reads all those graves, and in a certain sense, he says, "You guys know peace, but all these condos, you know, the back is facing the vice Akvuris. Inside those condos, Shunambai is problem, and Nach is problem, and guilt problem, and mental problems, physical problems, just worry, stress, all that inside the condos." And just outside the condos, under the darkness of night, just to the backyard, in the, in, in the darkness of night, there's peace, there's harmony, nothing going on over there. He didn't have to see all the evil. So he says it's better to be dead than alive, but even better than both is just to have been unborn. And remember that it's not only Shleim HaMelech saying it. A thousand years after Shleim HaMelech, on Zwei Academies, zwei Yeshivas sich zusammengetroffen. Zwei größte Yeshivas von der Zeit. Die Yeshiva of Shammai and the Yeshiva of Hill got together to discuss this very question. The question of is it better to have been born? Is it better not to have been born? In the simplest terminology, haben dort gekocht in den zwei und ein halb Jahr. Ich stelle dir vor, die zwei größte Yeshivas haben wir weg, alles Sigis. In fact, two and a half years in the Kasha. In Nimni Vegomri, they came together to a conclusion. How often did that come? Toiv Odom The pain in this world is too deep. The suffering of this world is too enormous that if you're looking from a strict, selfish view, mankind would have been better not to exist. The amount of pain and suffering that people endure in this world versus the amount of joy and happiness is simply lopsided. Of course, they came with the conclusion now that you are born, you have to try to tilt the scales in the other direction. And this is also what Shlomo Amelik is going to try and explain to us. Now that we are here and there's so much pain and so much suffering and so much agony, then the question is, why are we here? And for what purpose? And that's what you have to reach till the end of Kehelis. Very 
in alles was Menschen tun, ki hi kinnas ish ai. I see everything that happens in this world is one big rat race. The biggest motivation for human beings is kinnas ish ai. Everyone just trying to get ahead of their friend. Everyone just trying to be one step ahead from the next door neighbor. Where does that take mankind? In the anredenish von ins, ich hoffe schon, das gesucht nicht, ich will es über so eine tausend Mal, is that there's any person in the world that has made it. There's nobody in the world that made it. Because every person, wie er halt, he looks over his shoulder and asks, okay, the next guy has more than me. To prove it, I want to prove you a simple fact. In sitzen du jetzt ein bisschen mehr durch Every young man in this room Every person in this room is wealthier than 80% of humanity. The fact every person in this room is wealthier than 80% of humanity. 80% of humanity can't afford running water. 80% of humanity cannot afford to wash their clothing in washing machines. 80% of humanity cannot afford to take a plastic bag and throw it in the garbage. They just don't have the leisure to do all that. So Nimtze, if the world was a race where you reach a certain place of happiness, why aren't we the happiest people on earth? You basically made it to the top 20% of humanity. You should be happy. The answer is you're never happy. Because like idiots, if we're going to climb the ladder a little further, we're still only going to look to the people that are ahead of us and not to the people that are behind us. This is the way the world is. Ad-Gedaikach. He did a tremendous amount of mitzvahs as well with his money, and he's buried now in Ha'azaisen. What it feels like to be the tenth richest person on earth. And he writes, he said, I prefer to think about all the people that have less than me than to think about the nine people that have more than me. So you're already all the way on the top of the line, and what he's saying is, you never reach the end. Alles was metit. The pachadu is. The metzidus dove zukt wa pachadu gesach. The metzidus dove zukt ves kol kishre namasa means even the mitzvahs that people do. He's worried. The metzidus dove shloim amelech. Are people giving charity because they care for the poor? Or are they giving charity because they want a big plaque when they make chasana on the outside from five different organizations thanking them for all the money they give? That is the big question that Shleim HaMelech has. What is driving people not only to do bad, not only in selfish acts, but he's asking even in charity? And there's a big question over here, and I want to explain it. It runs double way deep. Number one, that charity is not only about helping the poor. Charity is about helping yourself. Every human is born a monster. And every act of kindness we do slowly cleanses us and makes us more godly. When the rich man gives money to the poor, the poor man is doing as much a favor to the rich or even more than the rich is doing to the poor. The poor man needs hindered dollar. No, I hindered. He got infinite amount of hundreds of dollars. 
Uramano dich zurückgegeben an opportunity to become a little kinder. Because with every dollar you give to the poor, you become a slightly kinder person. So Nimtze, there's a two-way street going on. You are helping the poor. In return, the poor is giving you an opportunity to help yourself become kinder. But what if an organization comes to me a half a year, five months some of the stupidest things I'll give you the example because this is lately the latest craze that people are going nuts for so I'm giving money not because I care for the other person I'm giving money because I care for myself the receiver Taka received the money but you became no less monster than you were a moment ago because you were again feeding your own selfish ego instead of taking a second and thinking that somebody here in need, it's his story that should now be the motivation. This is what Shlomo Amelech is worried. You're not continuing the cycle of kindness. When your charity is not devoted because that person needs help and I can help him. If your charity is devoted because I need to feed my egotistical side that I am a giver and I can have signs and I can have people patch for me and zing for me then what you're stopping the cycle of kindness where kindness is supposed to make you a kinder person. So this is the ish in the kidder was the metzidus without a problem. There's another major problem. If human beings were motivated by kindness then the more the person is in need, the more you're motivated to give. If you're motivated by self-respect, then you're motivated the more powerful the poor man is. The more he can show me respect, the biggest signs he can afford to put for me, the more I'm going to give him. Very delicate issue. I want to explain this again. Uh, it's coming around an Einacht, 15 mention of guilt. If he's motivated by kindness, what he can do the grass the stricke, the grass the schleppe, and what in geholfen the meister. Daniel meridem jibenai by seichu, because no kind of kicked him in the If he's motivated by who's gonna sing for him the most, who's gonna praise for him the most, then for this schnorros kommt around, I get them dort in fifty cents. When the organization kommt around, we can him a chabedzam, we can him give him covid, then at they gave him the grosser check. That's because he's not driven by real kindness. Polk Chazib is shaker zuk to mitzidus David. We gave him mention mei gelt. Oib dizeis mention gave him mei gelt for those that need the most. You know he's driven by kindness. If you know that he's giving the highest amount of money to the most powerful, then he's not driven by kindness. He's driven by a reciprocity where he's looking to get back for every dollar he's giving. So where is the cycle of kindness even beginning? This is the Metzidus Dovitz Tana. As es kol kishroin amasa, afilu de kushre masim, ki hi kinnas ishmaira ayi, kiktsaran in Metzidus Dovitz Pusik Dalit. Kishroin amasa, masa kushe viyushe, ashi hi kinnas ishmaira ayi, roitzeloimish loyosui lishmo. He doesn't do it because he cares. Or for the mitzvah, so this is what is the driving force of you doing the right thing. Are you doing it because you care or are you doing it because you care for yourself? 
something that we should constantly rethink. And now maybe he'll be able to once again focus on where he is most needed, where he can make the biggest impact. This is a very important yesod. Um, On the flip side, Kim Tarana Mensch, and a hot nishka ein ounce from Kenna. He has no jealousy. He also has no motivation. He has no reason to go out to work. Jealousy doesn't have to be the motivation, but for many people without that, they have zero motivation. So what does he do? You know, if he's not living in a welfare state, in the end of the day, he'll be penniless. The only thing he'll be able to eat is oichel es So now, the human being finds him it's a sad world because those that are not jealous literally don't go to work and literally end up eating their own flesh and those that are jealous they go to work so there's happens a world some people are so jealous they literally eat themselves up alive every day for the people that have more there are people that are not jealous, so they simply don't go out to work. So that is Leib Mazaynish. Toif. Meloy kaf machen abyssal geld. Just a little drive for a little money. Nachas. And to be calm at night. Not to worry about the IRS. Not to worry about the FBI. Not to worry about your inner conscience that deep down tells you that what you're doing is wrong. Not to earn money in the most disgusting ways of using up the most vulnerable human beings to take out of them the last dollars. Just be at peace with a little guilty host. In your And just live money knowing that you're living paycheck to paycheck from what you're from filling up your bank account. From evil money from wrong money, from guilty money. So, there is a happy middle way. The happy middle way is by those that are ultimately motivated with a crazy drive. The middle way by those that are so lazy they have no intention to make anything. The middle way is simple person who lives paycheck to paycheck but knowing that he's doing an honest living, he's not cash advancing and the ripping off the poor. He's not billing for what he didn't work for. He's not stealing, let's call it by its name, in various different forms. All he's doing is just living normally paycheck to paycheck, sleeping at night without a guilty conscience and without fear. What an important pusik. Thank you so much.